Hello world, and yeah, it's me, the Dragon Horse, Cameron Bivens, and I'm back at it with another episode. Welcome back. That's right. Welcome back. Welcome back, man. Today we're going to talk about sustainability and what does that mean for the youth? You know what I mean? Well, it can mean a lot of things. It can mean a lot of things indeed. Let's get into today's article. Yes. Brought to you by the NYTimes.com. The title of this article reads, in their 20s struggling to save and tired of being lectured about it so we've all heard these stereotypes about young people and how they don't want to work people in their 20s whatever you know the old boomer talk man we we, we've seen this on social media you know the little okay boomer song in response to young people basically being lectured that they need to work harder work smarter you know and the whole time old adage Oh, well, when I was your age, when I was your age, we've all heard it, right? Well, this article is going to go into a little bit of detail about that. And as usual, I will give my thoughts at the end and along the way, if I see fit. Hope you guys enjoy. Let's keep going. Young people want to save for their futures, but balancing priorities has proved challenging during a time of economic instability. Hello. Shea German Tanner tries to put a portion of her paycheck, even if it is only $50, into her savings account. But most of the time, she has to reroute the cash back to her checking to afford her expenses. And there it is. Miss German Tanner, 22, has about $600 in her savings account right now and has not started saving for retirement. So for those that don't know, if you are a young person, retirement should be in the back of your mind. I don't care if you're in your early 20s late 20s mid 20s i don't care if you're even 18 19 you should be thinking about retirement you can't work up until you're 60 or 70 and why would you want to anyway right so basically that's kind of the problem here right is there there's this situation in a lot of places and in a lot of countries america included as well as europe where life for young people has become so much more expensive and salaries are still low that it's almost unsustainable so like a lot of people you know we tend to live with our parents live with our family uh we tend to lower our costs so buy cheaper food you know buy cheaper clothes whatever uh look for free ways to have fun uh (laughs) instead of spending a lot of money on some entertainment instead let's just go ahead and uh you know take a walk through the park or let's go hang out in a store let's go to a coffee shop you know things of that nature so This is, I would think, extremely relevant to today, as you guys know. I mean, people are struggling out there, man. They are struggling, as this article says, to be able to save for retirement, to be able to save for other expenses and things of that nature. So to me, this really hits home. Um, I will admit I'm not struggling as much as I see some others out there. I recognize that it is a scale, you know, and it wouldn't be fair for me to ignore that. Um, I, you know, I do own property. Um, you know, I can have the luxury to go back and forth to see my wife. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm able to do that others can't. I definitely say I'm in the top 10% in that sense. But at the same time, I can still recognize some of these struggles that other people are going through, especially younger people. And it's not like there's a solution in sight. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the solution may be. You know, how do you lower cost of living? How do you lower inflation? Now, on the flip side of this, I will say that I saw an article the other day about a lot of older people in Los Angeles, retirement age, 60, 70, 80, and they are becoming new homeless. So what does that mean? They are living in their cars. 
Uh, they couldn't afford their houses anymore, the taxes. Their pensions, their pension is not enough. Their retirement is not enough for, uh, you know, their cost of living, food and everything else. So now they're just living in their cars with their dogs and other stuff. They get a little hatchback, go out to the beach, you know, sleep in the back. They need to go somewhere. They have the front. And yeah, so, uh, you know, this is a new trend worldwide, I think. And I think it's, you know, kind of, I don't want to go into a anti-capitalistic spiel, I don't want to go into this big, long excuse about, oh, capitalism, this, that, because I don't feel like everything is one way. I feel like there's a yin and yang to everything, but I could see how this is going to be a huge problem in the future where you have citizens that can't own homes that aren't even able to save for retirement. And yet we're expecting this system to keep going the way it is. I mean, the rubber is going to run off the road. The, the train is going to run out of tracks, so to speak, right? So I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, that's my rant real quick. Let's get back to some of the articles, shall we? <laughs> All right. Everyone's telling you to save money and do this and invest. And I feel like I can't do that because I'm living paycheck to paycheck, said Miss German Tanner, a social worker in Fort Wayne, Indiana, who makes about 40000 a year. She says she felt that inflation had impeded her ability to save money. Young people who are just starting to get their footing as they enter adulthood are grappling with how to balance their incomes and spending priorities so they have money left over to save for emergencies and retirement. Worrying about saving has always been hard for 20-somethings who begin their careers at the bottom of their earning potential. Basically what this means is a lot of these young people, uh, you know, as I did, man, come out of college, they're fresh, you know, they don't have a lot of experience. But they want to make a lot of money. But, you know, um, a lot of older people are still stuck in those positions simply because they have experience and simply because they've been there longer. So, you know, it's hard to get a really good um, salaried and paid job in that sense. So that's kind of what this article is addressing. Um, the article goes on to say that, like, it talks about student loan debt, which I've elaborated on plenty on this channel. I'm not even going to go into it, how crippling that could be and what the long term implications of that is. Uh, you know, it goes on to talk about different types of retirement accounts and things of that nature. But you guys pretty much get the gist of this article. And the reason why I'm calling this unsustainable is because at some point, I think a lot of governments around the world in Europe, in Western countries, as well as America, Canada, um, that have a lot, a lot of young people stuck in these debt bubbles uh, with credit card debt rising and with savings falling and other things of that nature. I think they're expecting a lot of these older rich people to leave a lot of this money toward the youth. And I just don't necessarily see that being the case. Um, it really reminds me of Reaganomics, where if you're rich, it'll trickle down to the poor <laughs> in some way, shape or form. And we've seen how that doesn't necessarily happen. You know, there's billionaires in this world, trillionaires in this world, uh, multimillionaires in this world. And, you know, a few streets over from where they live or where their mansions are, you have homeless people that can't even get something to eat. Now, yeah, drugs are a factor, but cost of living is by far the biggest. Let's be honest here, man. Let's be real. So I definitely wanted to address this because I felt like it was really an issue that a lot of people are grappling with. And it felt like uh, it deserved the attention. Um, so, you know, I don't want to talk about this and not have any long term solutions lined up, but I'm not sure if there really is one. All I can say is there will have to be a lot of policy changes, a lot of policy changes, not only in how taxes are administered and collected, but also, also, also in how these businesses are able to um, not raise salaries for 30 years and somehow still stay competitive. 
Um, I know that comes down to like globalization. So basically what that means is like a business goes to another country and they say, hey, we can get our stuff made in another country for cheaper. So why would we hire, you know, American kids or whatever kids of whatever country um, that are obviously going to be more expensive to employ? And I get that. I understand that. But at the same time, uh, a lot of people are getting left in the dust. This is unsustainable, as we know. Um, and I really, really, really am kind of sitting in like, like if you're in the theater and there's the curtains and there's the side of the stage, I'm kind of like over there peeking through the curtains, seeing what's going to happen next. You know, we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. But it is what it is. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. As always, stay safe, healthy and happy, man. And I will catch you in the next episode of the Dragon Horse Podcast. Love y'all as always. Peace.